Pastor Caleb Kenny. Thank you. I want to open up with the word of prayer. Heavenly gracious Father, thank you, Lord, for this time, the second night of the missions conference. Lord, touch my lips, my tongue, my focus on the word of God tonight. Make me a blessing, Lord. I cannot do without your presence, without your help. I need your help from high auction. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to open your Bibles quickly. I don't want to keep you long, very brief tonight. And uh, Matthew chapter 28, we are going to read verse 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. The book of Matthew chapter 28, beginning verse 16. Then the eleven, and the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Verse 17, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This passage, we are all aware, this is a great commission we call. What is a great commission? I did some research, studied an instruction, command or a duty given to a person or a group of people. Teaching all nations and make disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the commission given to the church. What is a disciple? A disciple is a learner from his master and follower of a master. So we are going to focus on a few things tonight and we are going to wrap up this next two nights as the Lord leads. As we read this passage of scripture here, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Aren't you glad today the Lord Jesus we are worshiping. Jesus is not a defeated man, but he is the resurrected, conquering king. And he is the savior of the whole world. He is the Lord of lords and king of kings. God's people say amen. amen. Verse 16, 17, 18, great passage of scripture. But I want to look at here in Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 and 6. As we are going to read here very quickly. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Verse 6 is powerful passage, scripture. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Aren't you glad when you read the Bible, the power? There's a power in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, there's a power when we read this passage, the content here, the scripture. The angel said, he's not here for he's risen as he said. That's great impact in so many people's lives. 
that is, is completed. The mission is completed. You know, the Buddha, the Allah, the Muhammad, all the gods and goddesses, they're dead, but they don't claim their reason from the tomb. But thank God, Jesus Christ declared that I'm going to raise from the tomb, and he did it. Are you excited about that? If you are not excited about it, you need to get right with God tonight. You need to get saved. Amen. You know, resurrection is a great power in Christian life. Praise God. And verse number seven. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And as we read the passage 8, 9, and 10, there's an encounter for these women with Jesus Christ. I have a question for you. Do you have encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? Do you remember the day that you encountered with the Lord Jesus Christ? Many times we think that, you know, religion is uh, somewhat it's going to help you to go to heaven. Religion is not that takes you to heaven, but it's the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to experience the encounter with Christ. Saul was encountered Christ and he was saved miraculously. Somebody say amen there. Then said Jesus unto them. And before like verse 9. And as they went to tell his disciples what the angel said. Behold, Jesus met them. Saying all hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. The word worship, that they humbled themselves before God. And they recognized that Jesus has the Messiah, he is the Savior, he is God. Are you recognizing in your Christian life, are you giving the place that you are supposed to give to Jesus in your Christian life, worship Him with your humiliation. That's important to watch this evening. We need to humiliate ourselves, humble ourselves before the Lord Jesus Christ and we need to honor Him and we need to worship Him and we need to bow down to Him because He is God. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. And verse 10, then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. That is the continuation we see in verse number 16. In Matthew chapter 28, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain, where Jesus had appointed them. Christians, believers, we need to 
listen to God's direction in our Christian life. When God says something to you, better listen. If you don't listen and if you don't follow Jesus, if you don't follow the Holy Spirit, you will be in big disaster. I don't want to see a disaster by myself in my life. I hope you don't also want, don't want to see a disaster. But disasters will happen if you lack to see Jesus and walk with Jesus by faith and prayer. Listen to God and hear what he say and follow him. And verse number 17. And when they saw him. I want to pause there. The disciples. They were told to go to Galilee. And they listened to God. And they're walking by faith. And you notice this. When you are in the will of God. You are never disappointed by God. Are you with me tonight? When you walk by faith and you're listening to God and following one God say in your life, you will never be disappointed because Jesus is alive. He will never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. His word is stable. His word never goes wrong. The Bible never goes wrong. Somebody say amen. amen. The Bible is the true word of God. Inspired word of God. Praise God. Amen. amen. And when they saw him. See they never disappointed. They had an encounter. With Jesus. What they did is. They worshipped him. Can you say with me. Worshipped him. Verse 10, we see that passage here. Verse 9, and as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail, and they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. In verse number 17, and when they saw him, they worshipped him. You know, I want to take a few moments I'm going to be close quickly and I'm going to continue this in my next series of messages uh, in my testimony time and in my preaching on Tuesday and Wednesday. I feel very sorry about the churches in America. They're turning the churches into worship centers. You know, they're making the churches complete in a dark mode and putting the big TV screens uh, and you cannot see people face to face. That's sad. And they're claiming they're worshiping the Lord Jesus with unknown tongues and all that. That's a wrong doctrine. You're in the wrong church. I want to encourage you tonight. Don't even turn your Facebook and watch those kind of worships and the teachings and those kind of uh, churches. Don't even look. Don't even touch. Amen. You got to be very strong in your Christian faith. Worship is not like music. Today, there's so much of confusion among churches, evangelical churches, they claim. They say, we want to reach people. We want to see people come to church. They're forgetting 
is not entertaining for the people to come to church. Ultimately, they are not repented. They are not convicted. They are not converted. They go empty vessels out of the parking lot. We need someone who comes to church to see the reality that is in Jesus through the life of the people of the church believers. Amen. Worship is not music, the bands, uh, the TVs, the sounds. You know, I, I'm very much disappointed. Even the pastors, they're coming on jeans on the platforms. And preaching, you got to be model to the church, amen. A man of God who is filled with the Holy Ghost, walk in the Bible. He needs to be an example to the congregation. Today, there are so many churches in America, so many pastors in America. They're making this country in a big mess. People, they don't know what to follow, how to follow. Worshiping is humiliation. Humble ourselves to God and say and ask God and beg God, Lord, forgive me. Lord, give me a revival. Lord, give me a healing. Lord, give me what I need in my Christian life. You know, the point here, another point we're going to see they worship him, but some, what the Bible says there, doubted. Perhaps some doubted still that he resurrected Jesus, was the son of God and worthy of worship. You know, they were all surprised. Is the same Jesus that came out of the tomb? Or what we are seeing, is it true? They doubted Jesus. Many times, oftentimes, as a Christians, Bible-believing Christians, we have our doubts when we pray. Sometimes it's hard for us to believe. Is, uh, is our God is going to listen to our prayers? Is this going to happen? Is this true? Can I believe this? Can we overcome this? Does the Lord can do it in our lives? Some, some even doubt their salvation. You know, if you doubt your salvation, it is from the devil. You need to kick the devil in your life out. Let God control your life. Let the fear of doubt of the spirit kick him out in your life. But some doubted. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 13, Bible says, I am the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the, and the end, the first and the last. You cannot doubt Jesus. If you doubt your Jesus, you are a miserable person on the face of the earth. If you doubt, where can you go but to the Lord? We sing songs. We sing the hymns. But if you doubt your salvation, that's the most piteous thing and a miserable thing in your life. Never doubt Jesus. So number one, do you have the encounter with Jesus? Do you see Jesus in your life? Do you have any time in your life to say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I need to, save, I need to be saved. I am sorry. I please save my soul. Do you ever pray that prayer in your life? 
Maybe you're thinking that oh, my parents are coming to Emmanuel Bible Baptist Church. Automatically I'm saved. No. Or maybe you're thinking tonight, my parents are volunteered in Emmanuel Bible Baptist Church in so many ways. Oh, all those good things are going to help me to get saved, promotion. No, it's not going to work out. It's the personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Good things and good deeds are not going to help each one of us to go to heaven. If good things and good deeds in, in India, people are so religious. You can ask Pastor Caleb Kenny. You can ask Pastor Steve Ford. You can ask Pastor James Legault. He, they can tell you how much religious people are standing in lines for hours to worship those false gods. They cannot hear. They cannot see. They cannot answer. They're dead. And if you trust in religion, if you trust in good works and good deeds, if you trust in your parents' Christianity, it's not going to work out in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to have the encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. If Pastor Paul, I do not have that experience that what you're talking tonight. I want to know tonight somebody at the altar will open the Bible and show you how you can get saved. We don't have any protocols. We have the altar calls. Any moment when God is dealing in your heart tonight, if you need to come to the altar and pray to say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my ignorance. I want to be get saved. I want that encounter. I want to have that revival. I want to see the power in my life. Come and pray. Prayer changes things. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All. Can you say that word with me? So there's no omission for any one person on the face of the earth. Thank God for Jesus. Say amen. amen. Bible says here, all power is given unto me. In heaven and in earth. What a supreme God. He is the king. Amen. Well, I encourage by myself traveling to these lonely forest places. That I am not by myself. I am not alone. I am walking with king. I am walking with the living God. I am walking with the living savior. You know. You need experience that walking by yourself in a forest with a threat to your life. How much you got to depend on God. No one is going to share with you. No, you, there's no one who's going to talk to you. You have to go by yourself. But remember, always, there's a scripture, all power is given unto me in heaven and in the earth. Uh, the same Jesus is in my heart. The same God is with me. He's Emmanuel. God is with us. This afternoon, when I look at these three parts, there are three times it's mentioned in this passage of scripture. In verse 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, all. Again, verse 20, teaching them to observe all things. I'm going to continue this passage in my next teaching and preaching. The word all. This afternoon, I kneel down and praying. God show me the map to Southeast Asia. And uh, when God is dealing in my heart, I've opened my maps 
and look at those countries, neighboring countries in India. See, what is the vision? Vision is something that you can see with your eyes. I will say where there is no vision, people perish. You need to have a vision to see the fields, those who are harvested. They need to be reached. They need to be taught the gospel. Tell them there is a God in heaven that loves them, cares for them, died for them, and rose again on third day. Tell them there is a heaven and there is a hell. And tell them that the only way to go to heaven is Jesus. Tell the people there is a hell if you refuse to accept Jesus. You spend your eternity in hell. There's 8 billion people in the world today. 195 countries. And there are six countries surrounded by India. Nepal, Bhutan, Myanmar, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan. I look at those maps and the population. Nepal has a population of 30.3 million people. 81% are Hindus. Bhutan, population 784,000. 75% are Buddhists. Burma, 55 million people. 90% are Buddhists. Bangladesh, 170 million people. Eighth most populous country in the world. One of the largest Muslim population country in the world is Bangladesh. Sri Lanka, 22.16 million people. 70% are Buddhists. 12% are Hindus. Muslims are 7%. Catholicism is 7%. Pakistan is 231.4 million people. 96% are Islam. When I look at these numbers, it comes to around 600 million people. India is 1.4 billion people. It's almost 2 million. Lord, take me to these countries. Lord, use me as a vessel for you. As the Bible you commanded here, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Lord, I don't want to limit myself to one country in India. When I see the map, when I see the numbers, when I see the religion, I don't see any Christian flag there, Lord. One missionary is there one time, if I have one candle to burn, I'd rather to choose to burn that one candle in a darkest place than a city with all the lights. Church tonight, do you have encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ? God is dealing me in my heart. I'm, I'm, I want to conclude to you tonight. If you want to receive a prize in your school, an award in your college, a merit, I rather choose in the front row than the last row. How about young people? I want to encourage you tonight. What are you choosing? Where are you traveling? What is the goal? What is your vision tonight? 
I have two degrees, chemical engineering and a master's degree, highly educated person. I don't boast myself. Have jobs in steel industry, oil industry, you name it, I got it. But God, when he called me to the full-time ministry, I never had to dare to say I cannot because whatever he gave me, it belongs to God. I surrendered my life to Christ and never looked back again. America needs pastors. Say somebody, amen. There are so many churches are dying in America. I'm traveling in America 12 hours on the car. I see church doors are closed and no signs. People are dying. And this nation is going godless nation. And still we have the time to get the revival back to America. That is going to happen through the young people in the churches today to surrender to God and say to God, Lord, here am I, send me. It's our job and our obligation. God put a burden on my heart, on my knees this afternoon. Lord, Use me wherever you want me. I rather choose to be killed and died than sitting and doing nothing for you, Lord. What good it is to sit in a sofa and watching TV and say, I am retired. But you are eating three meals a day, drinking water, Coke, pop, whatever, not ice cream. Do or die. God can use anyone. Amen. Do you believe in Bible? Say yes or no. Did God use Noah to ark him with? Amen. God used Noah to build an ark on the mountain. Go. It's a big task. Maybe God is dealing you to go to a mission field. Maybe to Israel. Maybe to Romania, maybe Ukraine, maybe Canada. I still remember Pastor Lago years ago. I, I hope you all remember that. You, we have a missionary in Canada. He became, at his old age, I don't remember the name of the missionary. But at that point, he wanted to go and help that missionary. Every Sunday, one family are going to help that missionary to keep the doors open and to continue the ministry and do soul winning for Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Are we able to continue that? Maybe you lost the first love with the Lord Jesus. I called yesterday. My phone works day and night because it's day in India, it's night, day, day in India. It's work. 24 hours a work. I call one brother. I ask him, did your family go to Wednesday church? He said, I have a night duty, sir. What about your wife and child? Uh, my wife has to give education, tuition to my son. That's why she didn't go. Oh, okay. How about Friday? Did you go to church on Friday? No, sir. I didn't go to Friday. What about your family? Because I'm not there, she didn't go. Okay. 
What about Sunday morning? Did you go to Sunday school? Yeah, we went to Sunday school. We are in the morning service, but we didn't go to Sharon Baptist Church. We came back home and sleep. I said, brother, do you ever think about the love of God? You are breaking the law of God by not doing what you are supposed to do. We need to give accountable for everything we do against the will of God. You and I have the responsibility to go to church and it all opens the doors. You and I have the responsibility to take the gospel out to tell those people. You and I have the obligation to give our lives to the persecuted people. He's listening quietly. And he said, preacher, I will do next week. Pray that God speaks to people. It's not me. I want to see people wherever I go to be sold out for Jesus Christ. You cannot keep quiet. You cannot keep sit. You cannot say retirement. There's no retirement. Keep on keeping on. Witness somebody. If you cannot do anything, stay in the Walmart door and give gospel tracts about Emmanuel Bible Baptist Church. That's also preaching. Amen. I am not here to upset you, but I'm here to help you. I want to be a blessing to you. And I want to, see, I am not for money. I don't preach icy cream messages. No, no, no. I want to please God. That's my goal. I'm going to receive rewards in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to see each and every one tonight to pray seriously. If you're not saved, today is the day of salvation. In Nepal, last week when we were in Idaho, there's a big earthquake. People, hundreds died. You don't know. Oh, preacher, we are safe. We don't have earthquakes. Maybe big tornado comes and hits and everyone, we may die. Or big snowstorm, we may die. Or somebody take out the rifle and kill us, we may die. Are you prepared to meet the Jesus if you die right today? One time in my ministry, I'm preaching. I know some church people are not saved. And I'm telling this might be the last day to get saved, come to the altar and get right with God. They listen to me and they walk off. At 12 o'clock, I received a phone call. One of the ladies that you are thinking that they need to be saved went back home, changing the, her clothes. There is a small poisonous snake. And she put this close and killed, died right there. Feel very sorry about it. You never know. You never know. Maybe there's some, something underneath your bed, something in your bathroom or in your driveway. Something may bite and kill you. Are you, me, are you ready to spend your eternity in heaven? If not, today is the day of salvation. I want, to, I want to warn you again, religion, friends, religion, parents, the volunteers, it doesn't matter, any good, no good, no good, no good. It's you, the personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In India, bribing, they do bribes to get the job done. You cannot bribe Jesus with your good works. It doesn't work. Amen. If you are not saved tonight, you come to the altar and get saved. 
If you are a Christian, do you have encounter with Jesus? If you have not encountered Jesus, the encounter is God is going to teach you, God is going to show you, God is going to move you with the Holy Ghost and He will lead you in His places. What is the last time you worshiped Jesus with your all heart? Worship, worship, worship. I ask each one of us tonight to stand on our feet. Close your eyes. No one looking around. Pray a simple prayer. I am not going to call your name. I am not going to call anyone. It's a world fashion, Bible believing church. We believe in altar call. Don't feel shy. Don't feel shy when God is dealing you in your heart. How can you sit and stand in your pew? Come out in the name of Jesus. Get right with God. Settle this night with Jesus. Ask Lord, Lord Jesus, I need that encounter. Lord Jesus, I want to have that first love. I want to have the relationship with you. Are you doubting Jesus? Maybe here tonight, God is leading me to tell you this. You're doubting the power of God, the power of Jesus. Is it going to happen? Does God can save my children? God, God, God does save my grandchildren. Can God does these things in our family? Don't have that unbelief. Come right now. Take out the spirit of unbelief. Trust in God. Believe in Jesus.